Magia. The Grey Goose. Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood. One day of relaxation on a Norfolk farm and I suddenly find myself plunged into the scene of another landlord versus tenant feud. Norman the farmer is evicted with his very charming daughter Matilda and so I go to the local inn. It appears Malcolm Gregory is the villain of the piece for he's the local property owner and his son Hal Gregory has designs upon the charming Matilda who will have none of him. <laughs> If ever I saw the ingredients of an old Drury Lane drama, I've got them all here. Especially as on the very night of the eviction, Norman's farm catches fire and thus gives the yokels a very enjoyable and exciting evening. With certain ideas in my mind, I sent for Charlie Austin, especially as I'd learned from Barbara that Malcolm Gregory is on her list of 40 thieves. Uh, them old farmhouses burned down in about three minutes. Very true, Charlie but hardly comforting to the, um, Bernese. Well, by all reports, there ain't stick nor stone left by now. That's so. Mr. Norman and his daughter have come to this inn for the night. You'll like her. Is she a blonde? No. Chestnut. Oh, I see. Tomato blonde. Uh, you fallen, maybe? No, but I'm interested. <laughs> Same thing. Look, Charlie, there's a job of work to be done, and only you and the grey goose can do it. Oh, that's different. Let's have the strength of it. In brief, this big land noise, Malcolm Gregory of Morton Hamley, the manor house, has foreclosed on Mr. Norman of Norman's farm. Oh, a tiger, eh? Yes. He, however, has a son, Hal Gregory, who is apparently making himself objectionable to Miss Matilda Norman. The, uh, blonde? The tomato blonde, Charlie. Okay. I stand protected. Oh, that's excellent. Well, had Tilda... Short for Matilda. <laughs> Cripes, you're getting on, Mr. Hex. Had Miss Matilda listened to Hal's words of honey, roughly speaking, there would have been no financial crisis for Father Norman. Hmm, sounds like East Lynn to me. <laughs> I told you it was a bit Drury Lane. However, this man Gregory has bigger scores against him, and that's why I sent for you, to stand by. Ah, sort of a uh, twelfth man, eh? Hmm? <laughs> well, in a way. Now... You and I witnessed tonight the destruction of Norman's farm. How do you view that? Oh, yes. That's, um... Uh, hmm. Yeah, that, that does complicate things, don't it? Yes. To whose advantage, knowing the circumstances, would it be to have Norman's farm go up in smoke? Oh, search me. Mr. Fletcher! Mr. Fletcher! Come in! Come in! Why, it's Miss Matilda. What else can be wrong? You look... Terribly distressed. I, I must see. Look, look, look. Let me get you a drink. There. Now take that and a few breaths at the same time. Good. Now, what can I do? The farm burned down. Yes. I was there at the last. I'm very sorry indeed. But after all, you had been evicted. It was no longer your worry, nor your father's. That's not altogether right. You see, the local police think father set fire to it. What? Yes, and he's been arrested on suspicion of arson. Well, that's a complication that never occurred to me. Why do they think your father burned down the farm? The village folk reckon he did it to spite Gregory. 
Was the farm insured? Of course it was, but not exactly by father. Well, uh, how's that? Father paid for the insurance, but as the property was Gregory's, the benefit, if any, went to Gregory. It's a very usual state of tenancy in these parts. Mm, very convenient for the landlord, I must say. Oh, he was more vendor than landlord. We were paying off gradually, principal, interest, and insurance. Mind you, everything was above board. We got behind in our payments, so Gregory had every right to sell us up. The insurance was paid? Oh, yes, definitely. That was a protection we were all in favour of. Now, with the foreclosure, of course, we don't get anything. Gregory saves the money, and we've lost the farm. That's not a very equitable arrangement, I must say. But it's legal, unfortunately. Mm, sounds very much like it. Although I reserve the right to say that, in my opinion, Mr. Gregory is a very smart operator... Not to say a land shark. Well, you'll excuse me, please. I'm going down to the local magistrate to endeavour to arrange bail for father. Well, with his reputation in the neighbourhood, you should find no difficulty. Um, if um, a few pounds would help... Uh, thank you, no. I think we can find enough. I'll go now. Goodbye, Mr Fletcher. Goodbye. So that's the tomato blonde. Crikey, eh? <laughs> a number one. A1 at Lloyd's, if ever I saw one. Yes. It's a darn shame that she should have all this trouble. What do you make of it, Charlie? Well, there's a fire, of course. Old man Norman wouldn't love old man Gregory, would he? <laughs> Definitely not. And being chucked out of house and home, he just might say to himself, I'll burn the place down, rather than let him have it. Strangely enough, Charlie, those were the words he did say and was heard to say when the bailiff served notice on him. Oh, well, that's that. One says many things in the heat of the moment, Charlie, without meaning them. Norman would not do such a thing. I know him, and I'm certain of it. Okay, that's good enough for me. Well, uh, what do we do? Ring old Gregory's neck, or build a new farm, or both? We do a little exploring here and there, and maybe pay a surprise call on Gregory. It's just possible we can take a hand, because I feel that things in this neck of the woods aren't all they seem. Uh-huh. So what do we start on? Well, we pay our first call on the scene of the fire, well after dark. If there has been no arson, we'll find only ashes and the usual debris. If, however, there has been a deliberate crime, we may find some clue. We'll have to move tonight because the insurance experts will be down first thing tomorrow, and I'd like to be in first. My aunt! What was that? Not the faintest idea. Sounded like a wild animal. But there's no wild animals like that in Norfolk. Well, could be a poor beast caught in a trap. Well, it probably is. You know... I thought I heard something like that last night. The only night I slept at Norman's farm. Well, I don't reckon I want to hear it too often. <laughs> Gives me the jitters. Oh, my heavens, there it is again. It can't be much. Otherwise, we'd hear people stirring in the streets. Yeah, that's right. Nobody taking no notice. All right. <clears throat> we'll ask somebody sometime if there's a banshee in the neighbourhood. In the meantime, change into some dark clothes... And in an hour's time, we'll go and explore the ruin. Right. My word, it was a proper burnout. Only the old walls left standing. Yeah. Looks sort of uh, spooky in the moonlight, don't it? it certainly does. We're going to get in a pretty mess, too, getting in there. But... Come on. Here, where did the fire start? Apparently in a cupboard under the stairs, according to someone who saw the first puff of smoke. It definitely came from the very centre of the house. 
How old would this place be? About 300 years if it's a day. Uh, Draw as tinder, too. Uh, ain't seen nothing yet, have you? No. Nope. Not a thing. Now, if I remember rightly, this would be where the stairs were. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. Look, the charred handrail. Uh, better look here for a petrol tin or some such. Don't be a mug. If this was arson, you wouldn't find a tin of that description. Crockett, there's that wolf again or whatever it is. Oh, oh, fair gives me the creeps. It's much nearer, too. Between us and the village. Now, we'd better lie low for a moment. If someone's playing animals, I'd rather he didn't see us prowling around these ruins. Ah, no encore this time, Mr. Hex. Wait a moment longer. Oh, gone farther away, thank heavens. Oh, oh gives me goose pimples all over. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't give you goose feathers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> here, 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 what now? I think we can scramble around that staircase a bit more. Come on. Here. Here, what's this? Shine a torch on it. Hmm. It's a, a, a cartridge from a 12-bore shotgun, I'd say. Here. There's half a dozen of them. Not even burned out by a fire. They're in a tin box, too. And that's why they're not charred. Yet they're empty. My head, Charlie. Empty sporting cartridges. And uh, uh, look. The caps haven't been fired. Farmers don't bring home empty cartridges either, do they? Even when the caps has been fired. Charlie, have you ever heard of Guy Fawkes? Of course. <laughs> Used to have one in our backyard for the kids every 5th of November. But what's that got to do with these here empty cartridges? Just this, my lad. We've unearthed a new gunpowder plot. You don't say. I do. Look, put one of these in your pocket, and I'll put one in mine. I'll tell you why later. Got it? Right. Now let's go home. Oh, crikey! There's that tiger again. Well, he called it a wolf a short while ago. Uh, it is uncanny, though. Uncanny? Unholy, uh, I calls it. Bite you, Mr. Charlie. We're being watched. Look, look, over toward that old barn. A man it is, too. I can't quite make him out, though, in the moonlight. Cool. Dressed sort of funny, isn't he? Yes, a bit peculiarly as far as I can make out. He's coming this way. Yes, for a moment. Stand by, Charlie. This is the howling joker himself. I'm going to nab him as soon as he gets within arm's length. I believe he's searching for us. I rather think you're right. Hold it a moment. Where's he off to now? Making for the stairs. Looks like. Don't move. My head. The cartridge is in the tin box. It looks as if he's counting them. Yeah. He is, too. Watch out. I lay a tenor, he howls, and he tick of the clock. <coughs> what did I tell you, Charlie? All right. Now to nab him. Come on! <coughs> Strong as an elephant. My job, yes. That's got him. Look, old fellow, we mean no harm, and we are very sorry to have been a bit rough, but you are acting very queerly, you know. Now, what's the idea of prowling round this farm and giving tongue to that appalling howl? Or just shakes his head. Won't talk, eh? Listen, mister, I can make you talk, I reckon. Hear what I say? He nodded. Why don't you explain? We won't harm you. Do you understand? Uh, nodded again. If we let go of you, will you not run away? Well, I think he means okay. But why can't he say so? I think I'll still hang the one of his arms all the same. 
Crockett, Mr. X. He's pointing to his mouth. Good heavens, Charlie. He can't speak. You can't, can you? Oh, crumbs. Here's a nice kettle of fish. He's dumb. Yes. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Completely dumb. And now what has Roland Fletcher stumbled on? Listen further to this adventure of The Grey Goose.